Hello, wine lovers, and welcome to Taste Bends and Terror with STC Wine Girl, the wine podcast that focuses on having fun and taking the guesswork out of picking a wine. I'm your host, STC Wine Girl, Shannon Carlson, owner and operator of Midwest Vino LLC. Each week, we are going to select a wine, learn where it's from, how it is made, how it tastes, and maybe a few wine pairing options to go with it. So let's have some fun, find the wines that we like, and take the guesswork out of picking a wine. Let's go. This week's wine is the Nino Franco Rustico Prosecco Superiore DOCG. Looking at this bottle, the top is wrapped in a gold foil, and the label itself is an antique cream-colored label. It tells you exactly what this wine is. It tells you it is from the Nino Franco family, and it is a Rustico Prosecco Superiore DOCG. And it also tells you where it's coming from, which is Valdo Bialdene. So I say let's dive right in. Valdo Bialdene is located in Italy. Italy is the largest producer of wine in the world and boasts over 2,000 wine grape varieties. Now, if you're a wine enthusiast like me, you probably use the Italian term vino from time to time. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are just as much of a wine enthusiast as I am. Now, a little fun fact about the word vino is that it comes from the Sanskrit word venus, which means to love. From the same word comes the name Venus, the Roman goddess of love. How fun is that, that just like love we use this word to identify a beverage known to be romantic, pleasurable, sociable, and a treat for all the senses and something we remember long after we've experienced it. I know I've used the word vino quite a bit throughout my wine journey, but have you ever known that to be the history of that word? It's kind of fun. That's just such a fun fact. I had to share it. Now, the reason why I bring this word up is because the first known use of this word dates back to 1919. Now, this date is significant because the winery we are focused on today also got its start in 1919. Cantin Franco was founded by Antonio Franco over a hundred years ago in 1919. It has been handed down from father to son for generations. They've been producing wines since the 1970s. Early in the 1990s, Antonio's grandson, Primo, took over running the vineyard from his father, Nino. Nino was a pioneer when it came to exporting Prosecco, as he was among the first to ship Prosecco outside Italian borders. They have three single vineyards, all producing Prosecco. Since 1999, the family carries on that pioneering spirit, demonstrating the many different expressions Prosecco can have. 
And they do this by focusing their efforts on producing and researching wines coming from tiny plots. This includes experimenting with new planting techniques and the use of old clones. If you go to their website, the first thing you see is the quote, to make a good wine, one must think like a sculptor looking at a block of rough stone. He sees the veins running through the material, sensing the possibility of creating a piece of art even before starting to work on it. I just love this quote. Their goal is to showcase the different expressions of Prosecco and just how beautiful this wine can be. I think this quote is perfect for a family who sees the possibility in such a wonderful wine like Prosecco. Don't you? Definitely worth checking out their website. Today, Primo's daughter, Silvia Franco, who is the fourth generation of the family, works alongside her father to carry on the family legacy. The grapes that make this wine are located in Valdobbiadene. Valdo Biadene is a town in the province of Treviso, Veneto, Italy, located just below the Alpine Dolomite areas of the Veneto. This area is home to the best Prosecco. The soil in this area is deep. It is made up of rock and sand mixed with clay, minerals, and iron. The vines grow deep into the soil, diving down into a layer of rock. This is not only good for the growth of the vines, it also helps to stabilize them as this area is prone to high wind. This area has been producing wines for centuries, with some of the first known records dating back to 1772. In 2010, new regulations came out stipulating that only wines produced in the designated area may use the term Prosecco. This means that the grape variety once known as Prosecco officially had to change its name and is now known as Glera. Wines produced in the designated area of Prosecco are produced using a process called the Charmat or tank method. This is different from the traditional champagne method or method champenois. The Charmat method is also known as Metado Italiano, Marionette method, Tank method, or Cuvée Close. So if you hear any of these terms, they all mean the same method. We predominantly hear Charmat. This method is where after the first fermentation, the base wine is put into a tank. This is where the second fermentation is done. The wine is then bottled under pressure. The goal behind this is to reduce the lees or yeast contact, creating crisp, fruity, sparkling wines. The biggest difference between the traditional method and the Charmat method is the use of the tanks. In traditional method champagne, the wines are fermented in individual bottles. This leads to smaller bubbles, more lees or yeast contact, and results in wines with bready, yeasty characters that we normally see in champagne. 
The tanks were first developed in the 1800s and are capable of producing wines with up to four atmospheres of pressure. This is equivalent to approximately 58 and a half pounds per square inch of pressure. I mean, think about this for a minute. The average car tire only runs around 32 pounds per square inch. These tanks are massive and are designed to produce wines with more pressure than your average car tire. I mean, that's impressive. In addition to being impressive, the tanks also allow for more efficient production, as this is more of a bulk production, which reduces overall costs compared to the bottles produced in Champagne. Interestingly enough, produced since the 1970s, Nino Franco Rustico initially was produced as a Prosecco aged on its lees and eventually became a Charmat method sparkling wine in 1979. It's interesting to see that transition and how these two worlds kind of collide a little bit. This wine is made from 100% glara. This grape is perfect for the Charmat method as it is known for fresh fruit and floral notes. By using this method, those characteristics won't be covered up by the bready and yeast characteristics we find in traditional champagne. It doesn't mean they won't be there. It just means that they're not going to be covered up by them. The grapes for this wine come from Valdobbiadene and the territory of Conleono Valdobbiadene, the Nomination. The vineyards are located on middle elevation hills, and the grapes are hand-harvested and vinified within the area of Prosecco. Prosecco actually has three sweetness levels. You can have brute, extra dry, dry, and then there is one region that is allowed to use extra brute, and that is Osolo di Osigi. The wine we're going to try today is under the brute classification. You know, I have talked about where this wine comes from and how it's made and even how it should taste. I don't know about you guys, but I'm parched. I say we pop the cork, open the bottle, and pour ourselves a glass. What do you guys think? Are you ready to try this wine? I'm going to go ahead and serve my wine today around 6 to 10 degrees Celsius. So it's going to be about 45, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, with sparkling wines, you're going to have that foil covering with the wire cage and the cap that's on top of the cork. What's interesting about the Nino Franco Rustico Prosecco is, if you remember at the very beginning of this episode, I talked about how they had their 100th anniversary in 2019. If you find a bottle from around that time frame where it had been released around the 100th anniversary, you're going to find a really unique and special cap. Now, these wines are non-vintage, so you're not going to see that it actually came out in 2019 until you open it. Normally, the Nino Franco cap is a tan cap with a black center, and it's got the beautiful gold logo, Nino Franco logo on it. 
During the 100th anniversary, the caps were actually black with a burgundy logo in the center, which was the Nino Franco 100th anniversary commemorative logo. So kind of a fun thing. Some people like to collect the caps off of sparkling wines and kind of create unique, interesting crafting projects or even putting them into shadow boxes. I know you can find those. I I actually have some, and they're fun to do because some of the caps on sparkling wines can get pretty ornate and intricate. So they're kind of fun to collect. You'll have to tell me if you found one of those 100-year uh, commemorative caps because it's kind of fun to see. Looking at this wine, it is a light straw yellow color. So it's not quite lemon and not quite gold. It really does look like a piece of straw, just a very light color to it. Smelling the wine, I get I get a little bit of the yeast, almost like a raw bread dough. But I also get green apple and lime. A little bit of slate and butter. So it's kind of an interesting balance where you get a little bit of the Lee's contact. You can tell that Charmat method's impact to the fruity flavors that are coming across in the aromas. I'm ready to try this wine. This wine is crisp. It has the citrus flavors. I get pear, green apple, a lot of minerality. It's interesting because I also get an almond flavor. Toast and a hint of honeysuckle. The bubbles on this are really delicate and soft. You know, that Charmant method really does bring out the fruity and the floral flavors. But you can tell this does have some Lee's contact to it. It really is not the same as the traditional method. You can tell a difference between the two, what a Prosecco and a traditional uh, champagne would taste like. Thinking about food with this wine, I immediately go towards food that is going to have some fat to it. This has high enough acidity that it is really going to cut through. It's very palate cleansing. So it's going to go with a lot of foods. I immediately think of shellfish. I also think this would go really good with like a roasted duck. You know, you think about the fat in the roasted duck and the palate cleansing Prosecco. I think that would be such a nice pairing. The same would go for like a charcuterie board where you have those cured meats. I was thinking back to a dessert. I actually was thinking back to a dessert that I had the other day that would pair amazing with this. I had a strawberry and cream shortcake. So I had the pound cake with the cream and fresh cut up juicy strawberries. You know, I think about like the tartness and the juiciness of the strawberries with the richness of the shortbread. 
I think it would pair beautifully with this wine. I mean, I think I'm going to actually have to try that um, and bring that dessert back out because I think it would be amazing with this, especially on a hot summer day. That's just perfect. I don't know about you, but I just love Prosecco. I hope you do too. You know, Prosecco is a versatile and approachable wine. It's light in body, vibrant, and fresh. I mean, this wine can be paired with a wide range of dishes or just in a glass on its own. It's not just about the celebration of a special occasion. It's really about the celebration of all day, every day. So to close out today, we talked about the ins and outs of Nino Franco, Rustoco, Prosecco di OCG. We broke down Italy and the region of Valdo Bialdine. We learned about winemaker Primo Franco and the legacy of the Franco family. We talked about how this wine was made from the vine to the bottle. And most importantly, we talked about how it looks, tastes, and smells. Let me know if you've had this wine and if you did, what you thought of it. I would also love to hear your feedback on future wines you would like to know more about. Go to Tastefins and Terror with STC Wine Girl on buzzsprout.com to find my contact information. You can also contact me on my website, midwestvino.com. I've put links to both in the description. If this wine sounds interesting to you and you would like to know more about Nino Franco, you can check out their website www.ninofranco.it. I'll add a link to them in the description as well. And if you liked this episode, make sure to hit the follow and click the notification icon so you don't miss future episodes. Join me next week as we select a new wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and above all, have fun finding wines we like. See you next week, wine lovers. Cheers!